Yo, what's going on, Broton? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington. I'm here in the last day of March. It's March 31st, 2021, and this is Season 8, Episode 35. And today, uh, I wanted to get a little bit into the nitty-gritty. I wanted to talk about uh, fitness and the tactics of uh, how to do a plank. Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about a plank today because, you know, I, I see this. I see this on videos. I see this uh, in gyms. I actually see this even in my own studio. Uh, my clients and people just don't do the plank properly. You know, it's like I have clients that have been training for years and I still have to correct them on their plank. I, even myself, sometimes I'll be looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure I get this right. So, yeah, I mean, there's a way that you, there's a lot of ways to do a plank. There's a, is a I'm going to tell you about it in the, in, the, in the episode. There's many ways to do anything, squats, push-ups, planks, whatever exercise you want, you can think of. There's a lot of ways that you can do it. Uh, but if you're, you know, a beginner to intermediate, you want to make sure that you're doing these things, uh, not so necessarily the right way, because I can't say that exercises. I used to say that there's a right way and a wrong way to do exercises, but really the the right way to do an exercise, uh, well, let's put it this way. The wrong way to do an exercise is to do it in a way that you can't get back out of that position, right? So uh, other than that, you know, you want to pretty much practice as much variety in your exercises as possible. Uh, but again, if you're, if you're just starting, it's probably best uh, to practice, you know, have a, a, a solid foundation and, uh, you know, the basic ways to do things. And then you can get fancy and start moving your body positions. But you want to have a basic gist of what the exercises are working. And there's like, you know, kind of a, those exercises that you see on magazines and on videos and stuff like that. Not those fancy ones with influencers, but, you know, the ones that are actually trying to tell you how to do a basic exercise. The reason why they have you do that is just so you can get an awareness of how the, how the exercise works. Uh, works and what muscle groups should be uh, activated during those exercises. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the plank. It's a pretty basic exercise that everyone uh, more or less believes they have a comprehension of. Uh, I just want to make sure that we are on the same page in uh, knowing exactly how to do a plank. Because, you know, I see people that do like 10 minute planks and you look at them like that is okay, you're in a plank position, but that's not necessarily what I would call uh, a, a textbook plank. So today, we're going to be talking about textbook planks. All right, let's get it in. Episode 35, season eight of the TR Expert Talks. Yes, textbook plank. Lego! All right, so today's Wednesday. In my daily emails, I have this thing that I call Work It Wednesday. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what I do in the emails, you can check out uh, gentlefitnesscompany.com 
and I have uh, a sign up. He has a sign up form. You can just jump right on the email and you can get it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have this uh, daily email, and on that daily email, I said I used to do it five days a week. I do it a little bit less now, kind of like how I do with the podcast because I've just been getting so busy. Uh, but on Wednesdays, I have this thing called Work It Wednesdays, and essentially with Work It Wednesday, I talk about you know for, you know tactics to you know work out in the gym. I've done that quite a few times here on this on these episodes, uh, but I do it every Wednesday on the daily emails. Uh, so and I try to keep my emails different from my podcast, so it's always you know new and or at least new information or at the very minimum uh, variations and different perspectives on information I've already given you. Uh, So in today's episode, I actually wanted to talk about engagement, like what muscles to engage and which exercises. But then I realized that would take way too long. That'd be a lot of exercises that I uh, that I and you have knowledge of, and that would just take forever. So I decided that I was just going to break it down to one specific exercise, one that a lot of people uh, do in their in their workout routines, and one that I see that a lot of people actually get wrong. And actually, you know what? Let me go back with. Uh, let me go back real quick. So it's not that people get it wrong. It's just that there's a way that you can do it uh, that is, uh, if you're like a beginner. It's probably the best way to do it. Like maybe not even a beginner, but like maybe so more, maybe more so intermediate. Like you know, obviously you can modify it, and you know, for beginners. But if you want to do this particular exercise, the plank is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, then uh, there's going to be a specific protocol that you want to follow uh, so that you're not putting too much stress on your joints. So uh, uh, again, just want to emphasize, there's a lot of ways that you can do exercises. There's a lot of ways you can do a plank. There's a lot of ways that you can do a squat. There's a lot of ways you can do a push-up. There's a lot of ways to do uh, pretty much any exercise. But if you're like in the intermediate range where, you know, you're not you know, not quite doing like the beginner version of exercises, but you're not quite ready to move up to like, say, for instance, a clap push-up where you do a push-up and then, you know, push your body off the ground and clap and then try to do another push-up. If you don't want to go (laughs) that route, well, then, you know, you want to kind of stick to the intermediate exercises, the exercises that you pretty much see in like, you know, the the magazines and, uh, you know, in those, uh, web articles that say, you know, do these seven exercises. So, uh, again, I want to go over the plank cause I think it's the, it's, it's the most popular exercise. Pretty much everybody thinks they know how to do a plank. And, uh, a lot of people actually see, uh, doing this plank are not doing it correctly. And that, that includes my clients as, you know, they come in and I have to correct their, their form in a, a specific way. Uh, so these are pretty much the, the ways that I normally correct a plank. So uh, first, we'll start with the shoulders. Uh, a lot of people, I see them with their shoulders behind their elbows, meaning that their elbows are way out in front of, in front of their body, over their head, and they're kind of drifting back uh, with their body. <laughs> so yeah, why is that not correct? Now, I want to preface this and say that you know everything that I'm talking about, again, is, uh, you know, there's no one right way to do a squat, a push-up, or a plank, or anything, but there is a way to do that. Do it if you are intermediate, and you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to go too advanced, you don't want to hurt yourself, and you can do them this way. So, yeah, with the shoulders behind the hands, what it does is it actually, or behind the elbows, what it actually does 
if you, well, I mean, I guess I could say behind the hands or the elbows. Uh, if you're on your forearms, you know, it's behind your elbows. If you're on your hands, it's behind your hands. Most of the time when I have my clients do a plank, uh, because, you know, putting uh, yourself in a push-up position for a long period of time is not necessarily the best thing uh, for somebody that's either beginner beginner or intermediate to, you know, do with their sh- their hands, you know, like having your wrist in that flexion position is not... It's not the easiest thing to do for a beginner or even intermediate level uh, client of mine. Uh, so uh, we're talking forearm planks here. And uh, the reason why you don't want to have your shoulders behind your elbows is because it actually puts a lot of stress on your shoulders. Instead of holding yourself up, you know, kind of pretty much stabilizing your shoulder joint, what you're doing is you're actually putting uh, pressure on your shoulder joint and you're actually not engaging your abs as much as you should. Well, I, I take that back. You can, uh, but uh, just um, most people don't because of the next thing. A lot of times when you have your shoulders back, uh, many people put their hips above their shoulders. And uh, again, you know, they're pushing their shoulders back. So that's going to make their hips go up because they're not in line. Uh, they, they haven't set themselves up to be in line with their shoulders. Almost automatically, if you bring your shoulders over your elbows, your hips are going to be in line with your shoulders. And you want to have that, you want to have your hips in line with your shoulders because uh, if your hips obviously are too high, as I just said, you're going to put a lot of stress on your shoulders. If your hips are too low, you're going to put a lot of pressure on your lower back. And that's what I actually see a lot of people doing uh, if they are, if, if they do have their shoulders over their elbows, uh, the next thing is they normally have their hips too low. <laughs> In fact, uh, a lot of times, again, to, you know, I'm, I'm giving you examples of what I, how I cr- do my form corrections in my in my sessions uh, a lot of times i'll have my clients if they are kind of if they do are starting with their shoulders behind their elbows uh, the first thing i'll do is i'll tell them you know make sure your shoulders are over your elbows and once they shift their body weight forward the first thing that happens is that their hips drop below their their shoulders and they start it's complaining about uh, feeling it in their lower back so you want to make sure that your shoulders over your elbows you want to have your abdominals and your lower back engaged you want to make sure that your hips are in line with your shoulders and you'll definitely feel the difference when your sh- your hips are in line with your shoulders as opposed to uh, being up above your shoulders because you'll feel more pressure on your shoulders and you'll uh, also as opposed to being uh, below your shoulders where you'll feel more pressure in your lower back and uh, that goes on. That takes us into our next uh, correction, and that'd be to have your knees locked. Yeah, I see so many people they bend their knees, you know, like, and they, they don't even do it consciously. They actually just bend their knees because it's easier. Believe it or not, you know, the reason why you bend your knees, or the reason why people bend their knees, is because you can when you bend your knees you actually engage your quads you take a lot of pressure out the hips and the abdominals and you uh, put it into your quads so it almost becomes a leg exercise when your knees become bent so you want to almost lock your knees out because uh, if you lock your knees out it's impossible i mean you'll still be engaging your quads but not in the same way as if you were having your your knees bent you wouldn't be putting all your weight in your quads you would have it even evenly distributed between your shoulders and your your abs and uh, last but not least uh, you want to make sure you have your your toes flexed so you want to be engaged essentially throughout the whole exercise. You want to have your shoulders over your elbows, all right? So you have your shoulders engaged and uh, and uh, your 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 shoulder socket uh, stabilized, right? Because if you're behind your elbows, uh, you might be a little less stable than if you have your shoulders directly over your elbows. 
You want to make sure that you're engaged with your abs and lower back, uh, meaning that you want to make sure that your shoulders are directly in line with your hips or your hips are in line with your shoulders. Uh, You want to make sure your knees are locked and your quads are engaged, uh, but not too engaged to where that your knees are bent and all your weight is in your legs. And finally, uh, yes, you want to have your toes flexed, meaning that you want your toes pointing downward. If anything, you want your heels uh, past your toes, right? If you have your heels past your toes, it is almost a guarantee that your legs are as straight as you can get them. All right. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And why you want to do that is because uh, when you flex, when you flex your toes, uh, again, you uh, you take the the opportunity for your knees to bend out of the equation. It's like it's just a little bit easier to keep your knees locked if your toes are flexed. All right. So, yeah, that's how you do a plank. That is the course correction for a plank. Uh, Take, you know, listen to this episode, uh, give it to your friends that may be uh, not doing their plank correctly or maybe uh, curious about how they should do the uh, plank the right way, at least if they're just starting off. If you're you're listening to this, the, the chances are that you are not you know, an American Ninja Warrior, so to speak. So you're probably listening and trying to get some tips and hints and stuff like that. So most likely it would apply to you that you want to be in a basic plank position where your shoulders are over your elbows, your hips are in line with your shoulders, your knees are locked, and your toes are flexed. All right, so that does it for my episode. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you're having a great day, morning, or evening, or whatever you're listening to this. Yes, I do appreciate you, and I do hope you're having a good one. All right, take care, and as always, keep good company. Mm-hmm.